0: Hello and thank you for joining us today for episode number 39 of the Table and Well podcast. We are so glad that you are here with us. As always, please feel free to download and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And again, I want to let you know that the fall session of CoLabs are... Now open and available to be registered for um, again, our collabs are an eight week relational growth intensive. They're going to be packed with skills and practices that will help you live more relationally healthy with God yourself and others. Our fall session for our collabs are going to begin on Thursday, September ninth. We will be having three labs that are running simultaneously. We'll have a co-ed lab that will be meeting at 5.30. And we have separate men's and women's labs, which will be meeting at 7.30. So Janelle and I will be facilitating the co-ed lab. And then I will be facilitating the men's. And Janelle will be facilitating the women's. Um, all these times are Eastern Standard Time. And they're also going to be all virtual. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You are able to be a part of these co-labs. And I really want to encourage you to... Look into the Collabs and prayerfully consider becoming part of one this fall and see if this is the next step that the Lord has for you in your growth and relational health. And for more information or to register for the Collabs, you can go to tableandwellco.com forward slash Collabs, or you can email us at known at tableandwellco.com. In this episode of our podcast, uh, we're going to continue our discussion on group identity. Um, and today we're going to talk a little bit about shallow group identity, um, and the dangers of that and how easy it is to form our group identity around something that really and truly is not and should not be the end all be all of our identity. Um, cause as we've mentioned multiple times, our identity and our group identity should be based on the character of Christ. And there's a lot of times it gets really easy to Make our group identity around something else. Um, and it's really dangerous and it can lead into other things. But today we're just going to talk through some of the ways that we try to create group identity that are not really healthy and, and ultimately very shallow and don't create healthy group identity. And again, these conversations that Janelle and I are having um, are really being provoked by the book called The Other Half of Church that's written by Jim Wilder and Michael Hendricks. Um, if you have not read the book, I would encourage it. It's a fantastic read. Um, love to hear what you think about the book and also love to hear what you think about our podcast and the content that we are uh, delivering for you guys today. So here is episode number 39 or part 16 of our series, The Half-Brain Church, How the Church Has Lost Its Ever-Loving Mind. Okay, so we, we spent the last three podcasts really talking about group identity. What is group identity? How is it formed? Um, how Jesus formed group identity when he was right. on the earth. Um, even our last podcast, which I really love, we talked about how, um, what if the Sermon on the Mount was actually more of a group identity statement? Yeah. As opposed to a list of things that if you do this, then you get this. Right. How would that change how we as a group Lived and operated. Yeah. As like, this is who we are. This is what it is like for us to act. Yeah. And so, but one of the things we mentioned too was that there's also this tendency sometimes to create group identity around things that maybe aren't Jesus. Yeah. They maybe originally come from Jesus when they Mm -hmm. start off, but through whatever through human through whatever we get to this point where it kind of we it loses the the purpose of what the grabenity is or who we are to be like
1: right kind of like the sermon on the mount right where we've seen this transformation from it potentially being this simple this is who we are Mm -hmm. and i've come to remind you who we are Mm -hmm. and how it is like for us to act to turning it into this uh lists of must do's yeah. or lists of must be's, almost mm-hmm. of um and we begin to create entire church belief systems around things like that.
0: Yeah. And and that's that's the risk. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That's
0: where that's where our group identity um gets off a little bit is because what happens is we're we're at risk of building our entire identity structure around something that really isn't jesus
1: exactly yeah and that's a big deal yeah like whoa hold hold, hold up for just a minute you know that's what what this conversation's about today is we need to ta- stop and take a second and take a look at what we talked about in this la- in the last podcast mm-hmm. of hold up what are we really after here? Yeah. Who are we really after? Yeah. And who are we after? That's a great point. Who are we after as a church, as a church, as a global church, Mm -hmm. those of us who call ourselves Christians, where are we really hanging what we're pursuing our lives, what we're pursuing in our lives? Where are we getting that from? What really is the basis of it? And have we in the conversation of, The half brain church Mm -hmm. or, you know, how the church has lost its ever loving mind. The point that we've done this whole separation of turning things that Jesus Mm -hmm. was all about this relational depth Mm -hmm. and not again, we've talked about the the goal here is not that we switch from left brain to right brain and we Mm -hmm. go from being super knowledge based to super relationship based with no knowledge. Like no whole brain is what we're after. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about what it really is looking like right now, because right now we're still very left brain as a church. It's the whole point of this whole podcast series. And it's showing up here in our group identity.
0: Yeah. And and, and the thing, too, as we talked about in the past as well, is remembering that. It's it's relation again, it's the other half of church. It's the the relational side that we have forgotten, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, we've Mm -hmm. forgotten how to do that sometimes yeah, and do it and we well. We replaced it. And we replaced it with all of the, the creeds and the doctrines and the, mm-hmm. the ministry things of all different things. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do, what, what we're exact, what we're really trying to do is create group identity. Yes. That is not based in relationship.
1: Right. Yeah. We've foregone relationship because relationships messy. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've tried to replace it with all these other things that, cause us to look connected and feel connected Mm -hmm. but it really is just a surface level
0: right because we've unified over this belief
1: yeah thoughts beliefs ideas like
0: we talk about concepts so and so what happens is we have shallow group identity Mm -hmm. and it can even turn into a toxic group identity yeah and so and that's dangerous
1: yeah it is Yeah, very
0: dangerous yeah so one of the ways that We do this. We we said it earlier, but it's through, say, like your core values of your church. Like we should all have core values. Like this this is who I am. This is what I believe. This is.
1: We all agree that this is what we believe. Right.
0: You know, and so like simple things like churches will say we're Christ centered. We're biblical authority. Like we believe in community. Our core values, discipleship, core values, evangelism, Mm -hmm. like all of those things. But what's happened sometimes is that they can actually recite that core value and recite that mantra Mm
1: -hmm.
0: more than they can say, more than they love their neighbor.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Because it's super easy to say, oh, yeah, we're all behind evangelizing.
0: Yeah. And it sounds great.
1: And it sounds great. And it sounds like we're, you know, like super Christians or something like that. but. But it really is just a concept that we've gathered around. That doesn't at all mean that I actually have relationship with you, Uh even though I agree with you that we should be pursuing people and bringing them into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I actually can work through conflict with you. It doesn't mean that you and I can that you're willing to stay with me when I'm working through tough things in my life. Yeah. Yeah. We could we can totally miss that piece, but still pretend to be united or still feel united in concept. Yeah,
0: because we're doing the thing, we're yeah. doing that, and we we believe in this. And right. So,
1: yep. And another one's doctrine, oh, same yeah. type of idea. Uh-huh. So, well, we're charismatic, or we're Catholic, or we're evangelical, or you know, so we we have this thought belief that oh, well, I believe in these things about mm-hmm. the Bible to be true, or these functions of the Spirit, or whatever. And- And, and it's like, we, we begin to build a group identity. Like if you say Catholic. Oh yeah. I can think of things that I believe that Catholics believe or the ways that they act or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's this intrinsic belief. I'm not Catholic. I wasn't raised Catholic. I really only know Catholic by people that I've known movies, people that I've known to be Catholic But I really know it very minimally, but Mm -hmm. yet I group those people together in a group identity. And I believe they all believe and act in a certain way, Uh even though that could, that might be true because they're gathered around certain beliefs and ideas. Mm -hmm. But it could also, but they could also not have, they could meet another Catholic, like two Catholics could meet each other and actually not at all be able to get along and do life together. Well, even though they proclaim the same doctrine.
0: Yeah. Well, think about this. It's, it's, you know, in the doctrine too, I think in those different things that you listed there, it's like, and I believe they all came from, they all came from a really pure place of like, this is, this is what we have believed to be true. The best way for us to worship God. Right. The best way for this group of people to worship God is this way. Right. Right. Okay, I <laughs> it mean, sounds so even funny when that, you say it, out loud, mouth, I like, say it out loud.
1: It's like, but, oh but gosh, we do do that. We do we? that. Oh.
0: But that's what they've done, and so it, so I believe it came from a pure place. But then what happens is you now we talk all the time evangelical, like you say that, and like bombs go off places because oh the evangelical Christians are da 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 yeah, because
1: charismatics that da yeah, you know
0: or the you know whatever it might be because again we have at some point. That group of people has wrapped their identity Mm -hmm. around the way they worship, not who they worship, the way they worship.
1: Oof, yes. And at the end of the day, all those things that we listed, all those doctrines that we've listed, they're all supposed to be in pursuit (laughs) of Jesus. Like the core of of the whole point is that I believe in Jesus and I've given my life to him, period. Right. Period. It's like that. It should be that simple. Right. But yet we've created this group identity that really is only surface knowledge, surface understanding, Mm -hmm. surface belief, because I really think we're going to get to heaven and we're all going to be so wrong that so many things that we've like hung our lives on and separated over and divided over, like Jesus is going to look at us and just like. Come on. I mean, and he already did when he came to Earth. He's like, Kai, stop.
0: That's not who we are. This is who we are. Right. And I think this is an interesting point too. Um, is looking at our notes, and one of the things that I wrote here, it says, um, what we believe, or even though i would say it this way, what how we worship has not been effective in changing how we act.
1: Oof. No, it hasn't. Has it? Hasn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because that's the whole purpose of group identity.
1: Right. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> Yeah, because the purpose of group identity is to actually transform us. Yes, real group identity yes. should be transformational. Yes, it should transform how we how we function in everyday life. It should be part of what sets us free. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is funny because we do hang our hats on like charismatics will hang their hats on their free worship and the way that they can speak in tongues yeah. and whatever. And it and it's like yeah. So how different are you? Yeah. Like how are, how are you different really in the way that you can love your neighbor? That's what I want to know. Yeah. How does that affect the way that you love your neighbor uh-huh. as yourself? How does that affect the way that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength?
0: Right. If those core values and those doctrines don't lead to transformation
1: in that area. In that
0: area of your life then we're then, clinging symbols.
1: Yeah, we are clinging symbols. Yep. That's it is that way. Another way that we end up dividing and or hanging our hats on things as if we've like, as if we've arrived as a church and particularly in church identity is yeah. different ministry styles, ministry yeah. activities. Activities and styles. Like well, we're an inner city church, or we're seeker sensitive, or well, we're full gospel. Um, well, we have healing prayer rooms, you know, and yeah. and then we go into this whole as if we we're better than.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Again, because we it, it's and it, it's so it's 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 super shallow. It, it, it's I mean, so if shallow. you even just think about talking about it that way, mm-hmm. it feels shallow. It
1: really.
0: You does. know, like when you're in it, you're like, yeah, that's who we are. You know, we are an inner city church and we you know, we we get the gritty and the dirty and like they come in here and, and we <clears throat> minister to them and we do the thing. And, and, and you hang your hat, like you said, on the fact that I can. The people that I worship with, we can handle the drug dealer when he comes in. Right. We can handle the prostitute when she comes in or we can handle in other but, areas. But even the
1: word that you're using is handle. But, but that's just so interesting. But, it, right. But it's because true. It's not about I'm willing to invite the prostitute no. into my house and do life with her
0: uh-uh. until it's, she's whole. It's like we like, accept them here at our church. Right.
1: Like, you guys out there don't. No. Yeah.
0: We do in here.
1: Right. Or vice versa. Some churches actually hang their hats on the fact that they would never let people like that. Well, I was going to say
0: my next part was going to be, well, we can handle the hedge fund guy and we can do the, you know, but it's like, and it's, it's so it's, again, we've built our, I guess in the beginning, we've built our group identity on something that's not Jesus.
1: Yeah. Um, another one that we do quite often, which is just like oof to even say out loud, but Mm -hmm. we'll build our identity in our churches around the fame or the talent of our pastors, Mm. like their personality. So they're super dynamic or maybe they're super well-known. Like I go to so-and-so's church and, or I go to Bishop so-and-so's church.
0: Yeah. Um, This is probably, I think this is probably one of the most shallow attempts at group identity because There's no connection like you don't have one. You don't have connection usually with that pastor. No, you
1: don't. You don't actually. And it's
0: just a bunch of people that are literally connected, quote unquote, by the building they go to who leads the and the person who leads that building.
1: Right. And they're claiming as if they have they carry those same. Traits like, well, I go to so-and-so's church and he's really dynamic and he blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but you're not. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But yet we want to claim in some ways that we are or that we carry their same gifting Uh or or whatever. and And again, it goes back to your point of, wait, guys, like, wasn't this all supposed to be about Jesus? Yeah. Isn't this supposed to be about Jesus and our relationship with him? Like our group identity should be solely around our relationship with him and our relationship with one another. Yeah. And so when we begin to elevate our pastors to that point, um, and we can start out in this area super innocently. Like oh, yeah. first it's like, no, we need to honor our pastor. Absolutely, yeah. um, And it's interesting. We won't get into this whole discussion, but it kind of goes back to the whole doctrine and, and different. Um,
0: the creeds and the.
1: Yeah. And even just like, like, black culture in church and white culture in church Mm -hmm. also treats this very differently. Like black culture Mm in church, like you had that. You honor, very honoring,
0: you honor your leaders, honor your pastors, the apostle, whoever is leading that body.
1: Yep. And there's some really neat parts about that, but again, parts about beautiful parts about that. But then you, you see that it can start very innocently, but then we lose Jesus in the midst of it. And that's the whole point of this conversation. And when it goes unchecked and, or if it, when it goes super encouraged, then we end up shifting our focus to that person. And we watch so many churches and so many people fall when, when that pastor falls because he's been elevated Uh beyond where he should, because at the end of the day, he's just another person like you and I are people Mm -hmm. then. And he's put up on this pedestal and he's isolated and alone. And as we've talked about in previous podcasts, like that equals a great opportunity for him to fall because yeah. he has no joy. He's alone. He has mm-hmm. no one who's glad to be with him no matter what yeah. anymore, even including his spouse often. So then you have a pastor fall. And when a whole church and group identity is built around that poor guy yep. or that poor woman, mm-hmm. then, then it all falls apart when that person falls. Yeah. And we realize that we've gotten our eyes and, off Jesus.
0: And I think it, it's not in our notes here, but I, The flip side of that is also true. And I think it's even more dangerous and toxic because what, and sometimes you walk into it backwards. You you may not as a, as a congregant or somebody may not understand what's happening, but you know, you made the statement of, you know, when we put that person on the pedestal, but then there's also the guy that puts themselves or the woman that puts themselves on the pedestal. Yeah. And then, and then everything that happens revolves around them and they have the say in this and,
1: and or it, the congregation puts them on the pedestal, but then the, we've talked about, well, and this conversation is leading toward yes. talking about narcissism in the church, mm-hmm. but then anybody who has narcissistic tendencies or is invited into narcissism through this, through this Avenue, right? Then we begin to build and our church identity is built around yes. that pastor, around yes. that leader. Uh-huh. The manipulation is super oh, easy. super
0: easy, yeah. Because
1: we're like, oh, well, we can't exist without you. We begin right. to build this group because what happens? Oh, pastor, we can't exist without because you. Because
0: what we happen is we become, like you said, we become followers of that man or that woman mm-hmm. and not followers of Christ, right? And so, and and like simple things like you would you wouldn't think about it this way, but like you live your life to please, to find validation, belonging, attachment, and serve that person.
1: Yep. Yeah, for their approval.
0: For their approval. Mm-hmm. And then that's when culture when that and when the culture is built around that, then that's when that culture can turn really toxic because because
1: mm-hmm. we'll start eating each other. Oh, yeah. Like in the church, Oh, oh yeah. like we start eating each other, each other, meaning like the congregants will begin to eat each other in attempts to keep approval of the pastor or yeah. to keep the spotlight on them or yeah. to gain be their way favor. up the ladder. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, be in my favor
1: my. to be noticed by that particular leader. That was never, never no, Jesus's intention. Not
0: the intention at all. No. Because again, it's about him. It's about our group identity should be centered around Jesus's character.
1: Yeah, and who he and is, and who, who yeah. he created us to be.
0: And so um, it can, it can get really toxic, and and that's and that is very dangerous.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and we'll talk more yeah. about that. There's other. Pieces here that we want to talk about yeah. in in ways we form group identity that's yep. missing half of our brains. Yeah. But um so stay tuned for that piece. I yeah. don't want to get too no. deep here because, yeah. gosh, there's a lot to be said about this because I think in the American church in general right now. This is where we've gone wrong, I would say, in the last yeah. 10 years, is that we've gotten our eyes off of Jesus in a lot of different ways, all the ways we're yeah. listening today. But there's a lot,
0: yeah, you're right, there's a lot but, of different ways. But when do we
1: ca- talk about pastors, that's a big one. Yeah.
0: You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. Please subscribe on your favorite streaming service.